0: all right good morning i'd like to introduce to you if you have not yet met him or seen his face andrew cunningham andrew come on up here andrew has been our summer intern along with krista peace this summer he's from oklahoma christian university he'll be entering into his senior year Um, he has been working with us and doing a wonderful job i want you to know a few things about him if you don't know Um, one of the things i want you to know about him is that uh, he has as much energy as your five-year-old um, and maybe more and uh... that was wonderful uh... for all of our uh... you know middle school kids who also have so much energy and he he knew exactly how to be goofy with them and joke around and play in fact he did such a good job of that that he's been hired by our children's minister to be her nanny because often he would be found wrestling in the office with uh... oliver and henry so uh, He's got a lot of energy, but the other thing I want you to know about him is that he takes Jesus very seriously. Um, One of the things I was very impressed about this summer was that at moments when it was important, he would speak up and remind the kids, hey, this is what we're actually here for. We got to have a lot of fun a minute ago. Are you listening to this? Are you singing along to this? This is what we're here for. Um, He didn't, it didn't matter who was teaching Didn't matter who was singing, if he thought a message needed to be said about the importance of believing in Jesus as Lord, about the importance of giving reverence to God, he spoke up because he takes Jesus very seriously. So, this is Andrew. Let me pray over Andrew and uh, we'll let him speak to us. God, you are so wonderful and we thank you so much for all the blessings you've given us, including the blessing of having Andrew work with us this summer. Father, I pray your spirit upon him now that he would speak your words that the things you've worked in him to prepare, he would be be able to recall readily, and that, Father, you would open our hearts, that we might receive the message that you have for us through Andrew. Praise in your son Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Amen.
1: All right. Awesome. Um, Good morning, guys. I am super excited to be here. The timing is kind of crazy. A lot of you just got introduced to me, and I get fired on Wednesday. So... uh, if you haven't had the chance to meet me, I'm thankful for the introduction, but the clock's ticking, you got four more days. So um, I'm excited to be here. It's been a blast of a summer getting to work with the youth group. Um, we've got to go on three camps, which has been awesome. Uh, we climbed a mountain. We have played slip and slide kickball. Um, we've done a ton of crazy things. And um, one thing that happened it, that hit me yesterday is like, I don't know if you guys have realized, but it's almost August. Like. I have one more week before I go back to school, which is, like, ridiculous. Like, that's crazy. I feel like summer just started. It went by so fast in the blink of an eye, like, from May when I got out of school to now, but, but that's totally different, right? That's a, a strange change, our month's going quickly, right? Because if we think back to last July, well, that didn't go by in a blink of an eye, right? Everything that's happened between now and then has felt really long, a lot longer than a year, right? And I don't have to list all of the things that have happened between now and last July, because we're probably still going through some of it right now. That list hasn't been finished, but man, it's a change. And so so the timing of getting to talk to you has been been super crazy. And there's been a lot of weird things, because what I'm actually going to talk to you about today is something that I heard years ago, like way before the pandemic. If I recall, I was actually a freshman in college when I heard this. I was listening to a podcast. Um, and in this podcast, he was a podcast with my favorite author. Um, and I think he's super wise. He's someone I look up to. Um, and he always says something that I learned from. But, but this podcast, he said something that was super particularly profound. But it was really strange the way that he said it. Because normally when you say something super profound, you go into it and you start to unpack it. And you start to like dive into it. Like, like, like let's figure this out. But he just dropped this one line and like moved on to the next topic. And I was like, wait, wait, like, hold up. Like, how can you say something so profound and just move on? Like, I want to know about this. Like, I want to I wanna unpack this, but I, I didn't get that. So hopefully that's what I can do for you. I, I want to unpack this because it was so significant that I'm still thinking about it now three plus years later. Now, it might not be that significant to you, but, but I hope it is because it really, really dug its roots into my brain. And, and I know I'm... I'm, I'm uh, keeping you waiting on what it could be, but I, I want to set it up. I want the frame to be right. So this author was talking about his, his current readings through his scripture and through the gospel and, and one of the characteristics he'd noticed about Jesus, which I'm going to stop to say is super important. As a Christian, our goal is to be like Jesus, so knowing what he's like and his characteristics, that's super important. How are we supposed to be like a person we know nothing about, right? And, and we talk about different characteristics of Jesus all the time. Right, And and if I asked anybody to name a few off the top of their head, we could all do that. We could say he's loving, he's kind, he's he's faithful, he's prayerful, he's gentle. And these are all great pieces. And they're not any less significant or more significant than what I'm going to say. But what made this so profound and significant to me is that I had been a churchgoer almost all of my life and I had never heard anyone mention this. So I I felt like I had now another piece to this puzzle. I had a more clear and complete image of who I was trying to be and just like a puzzle, like, it had a cutout, too, and now I can continue to build off of that, right? And now that I have a more clear and a better picture of what Jesus was, I could live into that more. So I, I, I've kept you waiting long enough, but, but what he said was he had noticed, and what's been bouncing around in my brain for all these years, and I'm super excited to talk to you about, was that Jesus never saw himself as a victim of his situation, but as the potential solution. Now, imagine if I just ended my sermon right there. I was like, all right, guys, like, I'll see you. see you next week. That's how I felt for so long. And so that's why I, I, I dove in and figured it out myself. So, so I'm going to say it again. Jesus never saw himself as a victim of his situation, but as the potential solution. Many of you guys know this, some of you may not, but, but Jesus had it pretty bad. I went through and, and, and I kind of picked out some of the things we went through and I, and I got a list for you. Um, Jesus was a victim of racial and ethnic persecution, religious persecution um, for his Jewish faith and heritage, uh, or his heritage. He was homeless, he was poor, he was hated by a lot of people, he was falsely accused, arrested, mistried, slandered, beat, tortured, he was born out of marriage in a culture where that really was looked down on. He lived under a foreign dictator who occupied his country and ruled with military. And his only friends were tax collectors and fishermen, and even they sold him out for money. Jesus didn't have it super great. His situation was pretty grim. And, and, and if you feel like you've got it pretty grim too, like, well, Jesus probably went through it too. But, but that's a whole different sermon. The, the point is, is that Jesus had it pretty bad. And because of 2020, for the first time, a lot of us can relate to that. And, and I, I don't want to speak for everybody, but I think for a lot of people, that was the first time it was a consistent, bad streak, a long time of suffering. Bad things happen to us all the time, but, but it was consistent and it was a long time, right? And, and it was easy to, to, to sit around and, and shake my fist and be like, why did I lose my sophomore year of college? Why did I have to miss my, my roommate's wedding? All of these things, like I could sit here and let, let this crush me. But that's not what Jesus did in any of his situations. Jesus never saw himself as a victim, no matter how much struggle and strife he went through so much that when he was in heaven, he looked down and he didn't say, man, they're really going through it down there. God, that's not me. I don't have to be a part of that. I'm up here. I got it good. Never. Never. He never saw that. Jesus saw the darkness and the evil and the malevolence of the world and he said, I can fix that. I can be the solution. He said, I can step into that darkness and I can provide light there. Right? And, and on top of all the earthly things that Jesus went through, the big thing, his big situation, was Jesus paid for all of our sin. And when he came down and he did that, he said, he never said... God, this isn't my sin. I didn't do this. Why is it my... Why, why, this is their problem, God. Why, why are you putting this on me? Why is this on my shoulder? He took the darkness and the malevolence and the evil of the world and he put it on his shoulders. That's a heavy thing to carry. That's not light work. That's a lot. That is a lot to carry. And, and he didn't wait and hide away for someone else to do something. He didn't say, like, why am I being crushed by this? He said, I... Can fix this. He looked at me and he looked at you and he said, I, got, I know your sin is heavy. I know your darkness is deep. I know your load is heavy, but let me take it. Let me put it on my shoulders. So let me take this away from you. And that's a hard example to follow, right? If that's a characteristic of Jesus and what, what we're supposed to look like, that's not easy. A lot of the mountains that we look at in our path seem insurmountable. And the darkness can can look like an abyss that afflicts our world. I mean, in our country, I mean, we can look at things like disease and, and hunger and poverty and homelessness, dispossession, all the inequality. And we can say, there's no way. There's no way I can fix this, especially when you're afflicted by it. If you're a victim of one of these things, how are you supposed to fix it? Especially when it's crushing down on you. But I want to say this, look, our example, our goal, the person we strive to be like as a Christian, he took care of the big part, he took the heaviest load, we have freedom now, we are no longer enslaved, and if you think the person that's on your side, who is Jesus, who conquered death and sin and the darkness of the world can't conquer homelessness or poverty or hunger, I think you need to think again. If he's on your side and he's conquered death, why can't he conquer this? He can. But right, it's still so easy. I mean, I, I want to be true. It's, I've, been, I've been there for so long. It's so easy to get into the mentality of this is being done to me instead of what can I do. But, but the scripture we read today, I'll read it again. It says, The Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders and the chief priests and the scribes and be killed and on the third day raised. He said to all, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. That's the deal. That's what we signed up for. Part of the deal is carrying your cross every day. It It isn't an extracurricular. It isn't above and beyond. That's the deal. That's what we signed up for. We signed up for being hated. We signed up for carrying the implement in which the evil of the world was poured out on Jesus Every day. That's what you signed up for, to pick up the darkness of the world and put it on your shoulders. And it's not going to be easy, and I hope no one told you it would. You'll be, just like the scripture said, rejected and, 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 and maybe hated, but, but here's the thing. The darkness and the malevolence of the world is scary, and, and there's not a lot you can do to make it less scary. But there's, here's a truth about, about darkness and light. is darkness can't penetrate light. We all know that. You, you can't have a room with, with light and have a, a dark a flashlight that shines dark. That doesn't, it doesn't work. You can't have a, a, a darkness can't penetrate light. So, so when you start and you have your darkness and you take a little bit of the darkness and you put it on your shoulders, you know what you've done? You've now created more room for light. Yeah. And when you create more room for light, now you've given a foothold for someone else who can take some too. And you start to push back darkness and, and you look around and you see, man, I've created light for my whole community, oh, yeah. for my whole family, for my church who gets to exist in this light because I have put this darkness on my shoulders. And then when you push back darkness enough and you create enough light, people start to notice. People start to see the light that has now entered the world and changed. And now what you've done is leading people back to Jesus. Now what you've done is saying, this light that I've brought into the world, this suffering that I put on my shoulders for you, comes from Jesus. It's because he took the rock off of my shoulders. Mine are empty now to take the rocks off of yours. I can carry this. And so when you're pushing back darkness and when you're taking some, you might just find some people who are trapped in there and lost. When you get rid of enough darkness... You might find some people who are lost. And if I'm going to be honest, and if a lot of us are being honest, if it wasn't for people who relentlessly pursued me and took darkness away and gave me light, I wouldn't be here preaching today. So how can we not do that for other people? But as long as you you see yourself as a victim of the darkness, you'll never never start pushing back, right? Because if you're a victim of the darkness, it's someone else's fault. It's being done to you. It's someone else's job to take it off your shoulders. And if someone else is doing it to you, it's their problem to fix, right? Not yours. But we can be the solution instead of the problem. But it all starts with just a little bit of a push. You don't have to cure cancer or end poverty or, or, or homelessness on your first day. You just have to push a little bit and get a foothold. Just a little bit, just a small action. Just pick up your cross a little bit today. Even if you just move it a little bit, even if it's heavy and you don't want to. You just have to move it a little bit. 2020 was a difficult year for a lot of us, and and I think it's safe to say we we could classify it as dark. But what if in 2020, instead of saying, why is this happening to me, and shaking our fist, what if we said, what can I do to make it less dark for anyone else? What if we said, man, what if I, I bought coffee and lunches for our, our frontline workers and our first responders? They're going through it, too. What if we said, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to volunteer at the food bank for all these people who have lost their job for our, our great dispossession that's happened? I want to talk about an example. I saw There is a uh, professor at Oklahoma Christian University, and his wife is a nurse, um, And early in the pandemic, uh, around May, when things were getting really bad, especially in New York City, um, she was a nurse and and she saw their need um, in the great loss um, that was happening there. And instead of staying as a nurse in Oklahoma City, um, she booked a flight and flew to the epicenter of the pandemic, where more people were dying and volunteered as a nurse in a hospital in New York. She didn't say, man, they're going through it there, she said, that's the darkest place and I can make it less dark. said, I'm going to put myself at risk and fly there and make a difference. That's what she did. It's an incredible story. But think about how different this year would have gone if that was everyone's response. Because we all suffered. There was no one in here who was like, if I'm going to rank all the years of my life, 2020, number one. Everyone suffered that year. So if if you're going to be like, man, I'm suffering. Why is it my job? To make this year better, oh, Jesus suffered a whole lot, and He's made all of our lives a lot better. Oh, yeah. So, look, I, I realize I don't talk as long as Kent, but I'm, I'm gonna end you here. I'm gonna end here. I'm gonna challenge you with this, okay? Find the darkness that exists in your life and break it up into a small piece that you can manage. As small as you can. Whether that's setting your home in perfect order, spending some time with your kids, mowing your neighbor's lawn while you're out at yours. There's something you can do. There's that person. Talk to them. I know you don't want to. Just talk to him. Invite that guy out to lunch, like that guy that you don't want to take to lunch. Invite him out to lunch. Find someone struggling and do something about us. There's darkness all around us, so who's going to do something about it? That's what I got for you guys. I want to thank you so much for listening.